Tales of the Jedi, which is an animated anthology series on Disney Plus. It premiered this past Wednesday. Um, it is a collection of short stories. Um, you have six episodes, usually ranging from about 13 to 17 minutes, typically. So very, very kind of short kind of episodes here. Um, and it's focusing mostly on the kind of prequel trilogy, uh, where it's mostly kind of following Count Dooku and his kind of crossover to the dark side. You also get a little bit of backstory with Ahsoka Tano um, and how to see she got discovered to be a Jedi um, and kind of her life after Order 66. You could see kind of a little bit of that. Um, and a little bit of the background of why she survived when so many other Jedi didn't. Mm, yeah. Um, so you kind of get to see that a little bit here in this six episode series. And then also a big thing, you have characters like uh, Liam Neeson who returns as Qui-Gon Jinn um, like he did. Uh, you saw the live action version of him where he was in uh, Obi the Kenobi series. Um, you have, because you also have a younger uh, Qui-Gon Jinn in this who's the uh, Padawan to Count Dooku uh, who is voiced by the son mm -hmm. of Liam Neeson, which is also a fun little tidbit there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I said that, hey, I mean, Hayden Christensen came back, Hugh McGregor came back, Liam Neeson and came back hey Natalie Portman it's time for Natalie Portman to come back I mean everybody else is kind of coming back I think it's time for her to to make an appearance come back to, to Star Wars everybody else is doing it so why not her mm -hmm. yep and um yep and speaking of uh returning castmates we also have uh from the Clone Wars show we have Ashley Eckstein reprising her role as Ahsoka Tano we have Corey Burton as Count Dooku we have Matt Lanter as uh, Anakin and uh James Arnold Taylor who is the voice of Obi-Wan and of course uh the man himself D Bradley Baker as Captain Rex mm, yeah um and I I kind of like this like it's telling a little bit more about Count Dooku kind of traveling over to the dark side um, mm -hmm. and you see kind of what led him down that path. Um, and you see kind of how he had this issue a little bit with the, you know, with the kind of the order, what the Republic was doing. You see that, you know, his, his interaction with other people, like he's very much questioning things. Like, why are we really doing this? Like, this doesn't really seem right. Mm -hmm. Um, you see that in his interaction with Mace Windu. Um, and you see kind of how he was more further pushed to the dark side and then fully complete when Qui-Gon Jinn dies, when he gets killed, uh, by, mm. uh, Darth Maul, um, <clears throat> which I thought that was also, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a good dynamic, which I thought would have been interesting to see in the movie itself about how that connection with Qui-Gon Jinn, um, you know, really kind of was a pivotal kind of thing for him. And that, that was very important for him to lead him down to the to the dark path. Uh, what was kind of for you? What were some things you really liked about uh, Tales of the Jedi? For me, Tales of the Jedi, it, it basically is the Count Dooku story. This is giving us so much more background into his character, why he is the way he is, adding way more depth than either either the films or even uh even the clone Wars series what appearances we had from him did because they they portray him so much as this guy who's lost his faith and his just doing what he thinks is right for the galaxy which i think is a much more interesting take than just the kind of mustache twirling villain that christopher lee gave us in attack of the clones mm. yeah um, who I mean, Christopher Lee. I mean, he's a phenomenal actor. Um, he is, and I think he could have added a lot more depth than what he was given in something like uh, as Count Dooku in the prequel uh, 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 
a prequel trilogy there. Um, and I think is, I mean, you know, you see kind of like through other mediums, cartoon shows, things like that, the Clone Wars, uh, it, it more fleshes out other kind of characters that you see. Like, I think the Clone Wars animated show does a better job at telling like the whole Clone Wars second than the whole prequel trilogy because, you know, TV show, you get to be able to do more things with it um, than mm-hmm. the, the movie and a lot of other great stuff that comes from Star Wars, the lore, the mythology really doesn't come that much from George Lucas. I mean, obviously he's, I think George Lucas is a good idea guy. Um, he created, mm-hmm. I mean, it was his brainchild Star Wars, but also a lot of other people kind of coming in and adding their own kind of thing to the lore of Star Wars also helped expanded it. Um, stuff like with Boba Fett or stuff like with, you know, like with the Clone War stuff uh, that I think really helped it a lot. Um, so I think that was good. So you have these kind of six episodes. Um, the first episode, you have Life and Death, which is Ahsoka Tana. That's the episode of Ahsoka Tana. Kind of you see her village, her family, her community there. Um, you kind of see that. You have the second episode, Justice, which is focused on Count Dooku uh, and Kargan Jin, who's, who's in a hostage situation. Then you have Choices, uh, which is the episode with Count Dooku and Mace Windu. Sith Lord, um, then you, that's the episode with Qui-Gon Jinn and Dooku about the Sith presence there, um, and then he's been, it's also, uh, with Yaddle as well, who, hey, Yaddle, she's doing something, hey, good old Yaddle, Yaddle. she gets to do something, and we also discover something very important, we discover that Yoda is either A, is trolling people with the way he speaks, or he just has a speech impediment, yeah, or maybe I mean maybe Yoda's on the spectrum. I don't know. Maybe he's, he's a little, <laughs> you know, he's got kind of, you know, he's on a little bit on the spectrum a little bit. Because uh, Yaddle, she talks just like a regular, you know what I mean? She just talks. <laughs> she talks. She talks completely normal, and uh, and she's voiced by here by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, uh, which, yeah, great for her. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, who uh, is fully into the fold of the Star Wars family. She directed episodes of Mandalorian. Um, she also uh, directed episodes of Book of Boba Fett, didn't she? She didn't she direct episodes? Yeah, she directed episodes. Yeah, she did. She yeah. directed the best episode, which was the Mandalorian one. <laughs> she directed yeah, the best episode, yeah, the Mandalorian <laughs> one. Yeah, so she did that. She, she comes in as Yaddle, who discovers that uh, Count Dooku is training under Darth uh, Sidious there. Um, then you have the... Uh, episode number five practice makes perfect uh where you see kind of um the dynamic between anakin skywalker and ahsoka who i haven't really finished i haven't finished the clone Wars series by dave filoni mm-hmm. um but i do think that that kind of relationship between anakin skywalker and ahsoka tano like that relationship was a great thing in the series of master and paddle mm-hmm. one uh what did you th- would you kind of think about their relationship um i don't know how much you've seen of clone wars the show but or just I have finished all of Clone Wars, and and the highlight of it is the relationship between Anakin and Ahsoka because we get so much more depth to Anakin's character throughout the entire uh, throughout the the entire prequel trilogy, and they actually do way more to set up his turn in the dark side than I think Lucas did, and so much of that is just his dynamic with Ahsoka, how much he you know, is event is initially the reluctant teacher and then becomes the uh, caring partner, mentor, and friend to them. Mm-hmm. It's like the, uh, to the point where the last uh, scene in Clone Wars is, is Darth Vader going up to the shipwreck of Ahsoka's uh, a cruiser and finding her lightsabers. And it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And that is the highlight of the of the entire series. And seeing this episode, it was nice getting back to that dynamic. 
Mm, yeah. Um, and he puts her through the paces uh, in that episode uh, of, <laughs> of wanting her to be the best. Um, and, and and I, I kind of enjoy that. Um, uh, Basically then, puts her in a shooting gallery with a bunch of clones. <laughs> uh, yeah, a bunch of the clone troopers, yeah, them, you know, practicing and training. It's like, I'm, you know, you, you got to do the real deal. Um, they're giving her kind of the hardcore training. Yeah, they, droids are predictable. Clones aren't, which I think is essentially them retconning why she out of all of the other jedi and padawans that have died why she was one of the few survivors mm, yeah um and then you had the final episode episode six resolve uh which depicts kind of so it's basically what they kind of did it took them what eight episodes to do in kenobi they did in like 17 <laughs> minutes and uh, uh this episode here basically um of showing her where she's kind of just living you know after order 66 just trying to you know you know, live kind of a quiet life after this, trying to just move on. Um, where she's kind of a farmer, and you see that. Um, and then you had one dumbass kid who had to snitch, um, because he's a little bootlicker. Um, so he had to go run and tell the Empire that the, the Jedi <laughs> your was there. Boot, sir. Yeah, yeah, your boot, sir. And that caused the whole village to get burned down and everything like that. Uh, so mm -hmm. uh, I thought that was kind of solid. So for you, what was kind of your favorite episode, and what was kind of your maybe your worst episode with this, or did you even have a worst episode with with this series? I I don't really have a worst episode. I kind of put them all on. Uh, I think the floor for these episodes are like a a low tune in, but the absolute best one for me is the Sith Lord. Because I think that's the one where we get the most of uh, Count Dooku's arc, who is, well, let's face it, he this show is mostly about him. And it's the one where his arc that was built up in the previous two episodes finally comes full circle about how his disillusionment with the Jedi Order, with the Republic, and why he got seduced to the dark side in Darth Sidious. And how even... Adding context to potentially how long he was training under Sidious for, because mm -hmm. they imply that he, they were going working together all the way back prior to the Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that so Sith Lord is your favorite episode. Uh, could you do you think mm -hmm. you could rank some of the episodes? Like if you had to go from like maybe best to possible least best for you. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I I think all of these episodes, like I said, the floor for them is like a strong, is a solid tune in. Mm. I think the one that I didn't, the one that is kind of the I'd say weakest one, and it's not because of, it's not because of uh, uh, anything the show did. I think the weakest one is possibly the first episode, Life and Death. Mm. because it is kind of interesting to see but it wasn't really something i was uh uh i was interested in i mean i love ahsoka as a character but seeing her as an infant kind of does nothing for me mm. maybe they gotta sell the toys sell the plushie baby, <laughs> baby ahsoka yep yeah that that's the one that felt the most like it was just selling a toy mm. For me, I guess I'd go with Justice. I think that was maybe my favorite one. That was the one with, uh, mm. and you see a young Qui-Gon Jinn uh, there and kind of handle the situation. Um, I, I did like that one quite a bit. Um, but he's supposed to be, Qui-Gon's supposed to be a Padawan, but he doesn't got the uh, the rat tail. He doesn't got the rat tail kind of going on there. <laughs> I was kind of surprised by that. I mean, not that we saw. Yeah, not that yeah, not that we saw at least. Um, and I think it gives more, again, more dimension to Qui-Gon Jinn who, like if you had to describe him in the prequels, it's like how do you really describe him? It's like he's 
kind of wise, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's trying to trick a guy out of uh, using the Jedi mind trick out of, you know what I mean, out of parts. Like, like how do you really describe him in the, in the prequels? Um, you know. Oh, he, in the prequels, he's what little we see of him. He's like one of the few Jedi that's questioning a lot of the decision the council makes. And he's a little bit more open-minded compared to the rest of the Jedi order, which I think is a really interesting uh, dynamic. And it's added, it's uh, given so much more depth just seeing his interactions with Count Dooku. Mm, Yeah. So you see kind of like a little bit where he gets it from um, there of that kind of questioning things a little bit. Um, And you see him kind of a little bit of when he's older, now a Jedi master. Now he is Obi-Wan as a Padawan. Uh, and you see kind of him interacting with Count Dooku, uh, talking about Obi-Wan and, and, you know, I think that's kind of interesting to see that kind of, I wish, again, I wish they kind of showed that in the prequels, um, that, and, mm-hmm. uh, showed, uh, you know, showed them kind of master, you know, former master and former, uh, Padawan there. I think mm-hmm. that would have made up interesting. I think that would have, you know, more fleshed out those characters of Dooku and Qui-Gon Jinn. If I had to say maybe my, one of my least kind of favorite episodes here for me, I think you're right. I think it would be the first episode um mm-hmm. you know the first episode and maybe episode six resolve um you know i think would kind of maybe be between those two episodes like i said her as a kid i was like yeah okay i mean seeing a little bit um i guess that was just her jedi powers that like sur- mm-hmm. like had her survive the tiger or whatever i guess it was like she was able to communicate with it i guess um i guess that's what saved her um and allowed people to believe that she was a jedi um yeah it's just kind of like eh. It was, it was decent. But again, these episodes, I think they do great at getting in, getting out, because they're only 13, 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. So tell the story, get in, get out. Next episode, let's go, um, that you're already kind of watching it. So I, I, I appreciated that, um, that they kind of do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I thought this was kind of strong. I think with this and with Andor, you got, got two good things to really watch. Um, Star Wars is back, baby. 